Welcome to Speak. I'm Emmanuel Lacho. That's Dave Hellman, Joy Taylor, LaShawn McCoy, my guy. But we have to get right to it because you all were watching the game yesterday. You saw Tua get carted off the field. And so let me speak from the heart. Let me speak my thoughts. And I apologize in advance if I may sound a little too passionate for your liking. You can get a new leg. You can get a new arm. You can even get a new heart. But you only got one brain. And so we have to do a better job protecting it, both the National F Football League and even us as fans. I think about this. What the doctors and the NFL and the Miami Dolphins did, to some degree, malpractice at worst and negligence at best. To let Tua go back into the game dating back to Sunday after he showed gross motor inability and gross motor instability, to let him back into the game is negligent. You all saw what indeed he displayed. But in the event he did in fact have a concussion, concussion-like symptoms, whether it be Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday morning, to let him play in the game, well, that's simply malpractice. You cannot continue to look to clear an athlete. Instead, you gotta look to protect an athlete. Because whatever you look for in life, typically, you'll find. So if you look to clear to a from his potential motor instability or inability, well, you'll do just that. You'll clear him. But if you look to protect Tua, then even if he does, in fact, pass a concussion exam, then you'll protect Tua. And let's stop down for a moment to talk about concussion exams. See, I would suggest and submit this. A concussion exam is more closely a test of recall. It is more closely a test of memorization than it actually is a test of brain trauma. Even the word concussion is a little too kind. What is a concussion? You hear it, you can't really visualize it. But when you hear brain trauma, you can really visualize and see that. It's like calling a torn MCL a knee sprain. It's what we do in sports. He sprained his knee. No, he partially tore a ligament, America. So even the word concussion doesn't show the depth and the gravity of the situation that so many athletes have to face. When I really take a step back and think about the entirety of the situation, I always err on this side. I would rather be safe than be sorry. And as it stands right now, we feel sorry for Tua. But the NFL, the Miami Dolphins, and to some degree, all of us as fans, if we were complicit in wanting to cheer him on, then I am sorry. So when I think about the entirety of this situation, it's a lot to bear a lot of thoughts on my mind and a lot of thoughts I'm looking forward to hearing. Shady? Yeah, that was a great perspective, um, and I respect you for that. As we watched the game together yesterday, it was so sad to see him get caught off the field and see him going through all that. And I've, I'm a player. I've witnessed players get injured with ankles, knees, sometimes head. And it's sad. I think that one thing we have to understand is that that's something that we do sign up for, knowing this is a very, very violent sport. And it's always sad when you see that happen. But I also want to give you a perspective from a player. When we played together, right, and you get a concussion, it's so much different now, right? Back then, we could say, hey, Doc, I'm feeling good. I passed a couple, of these, a couple of quick tests. I feel good. Let's go out there and play. Practice, see how you feel, et cetera. But nowadays, it's a, it's a lot harder to get out there. And through the whole week, they had, up till Thursday, they had different protocols. Now, until something comes out differently, I can't speak on that. But what I can speak on is from when I retired, which was two years ago, it was so much different from when we played, as far as they have different spotters, to seeing how, how the player responds after different hits. Not even a hit like the tool hit. Certain hits, a like running back goes in there, head to head, the spotter will see that, they're called down, the player has to come out. They take him in the tent, they check him out, they go through the protocols. 
That's what happens now. So I'm going to speak on that part. And then as the, 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 the part inside, when I see a guy gets hit like that and everybody's screaming out, man, they're blaming the Dolphins. Well, as a player, if I pass the test from the doctors and they say I can go out there and play and I feel good, there's so much that goes into that. I'm thinking about my family. I'm thinking about my children. I'm thinking about my parents. If that was me in that situation, I went out there and played and I got carted off and I had the, the, the concussion, et cetera, I would do it again. And the reason why is because I'm willing to sacrifice my body, my head, my arm, my knees for my family. My parents now, they're both retired. They don't work. I put them on allowance, right? My, my children, private schools, right? I'm comfortable. I'm happy. And I would do that for my family. <laughs> the college is paid for, for my children. So things like that, I, I think when we, when we talk about this game, as a, the perspective of the player, this is what was important to us. So I'll see a lot of the doctors, they talk about it. They can be a doctor for 40, 50 years. They ain't making any money. We have a small window. So all I'm saying is this. Most players would agree with me. If I can go out there and I'm safe and I feel safe and the doctors clear me and I feel fine, I'm going to go out there and take that chance for my family. And I wouldn't doubt it. And I would do it over and over again. At what cost? At all costs. At all costs. For my family, I would do it. Because, let me tell you this, my kids will never grow up the way I grew up. Right? <laughs> never. You know, like... What do you mean by that? The, the, the food I ate, the, the condition I lived in, my, you know, my parents, I remember we used to drive a car and when the car would overheat, we have the water in the, in the back seat to pour over it, you know, so once it gets cool, we could drive again. Like, these are the, the memories I have. My mom and dad have been married for 30 years. They've been great parents. But I'm just saying, like, as a player, a lot of guys on Twitter, you know, on, on TV stations talking about it, but this is the real truth. A lot of them players, they would do it the same way. Look at Tua. Tua's having a great year, bro. He's gonna get, he was going to get paid $100 million. I don't know if he still will. He probably will. He'll come back and do well. But that's on his mind. I don't know how he grew up. But if it's me, I'm doing it. At any cost, I'll make sure my children will never grow up the way I grew up. They have the best things in life, right? College paid for, et cetera. Not no athletic ability. Going to the best schools, right? I would do that. That's just me. That's the player perspective. Let me hear from the journalist perspective. Which, tough act to follow, guys that have actually put their bodies and minds on the line. I think there, there's a line there. And, like, I, I respect that perspective, Shady. I really do. You talk about the short window that players have. I mean, if you're lucky or if you're really good, you might have 8 to 12 years to do this for a living and make money. It gets shorter, though, if something like this happens. You know, like, this, this is that risk. And it's cool that you want to take that risk, but at some point... And I would never question the toughness of any NFL player. Like, just to even play this game without real injury requires an incredible level of toughness. But you put yourself at more risk by doing things like that. And I do think, to some degree, it's on, it's on your team, it's on, to some degree, the public, to look out for that. Because a player is always going to want to do everything he can to help the team, to maximize his earnings, all that stuff. And if nobody else is looking out for it, they're going to do it. And, and that, that's how I feel today is, you know, Acho, I'll give you a ton of credit, man. Like, you were on this from the jump. Like, mm -hmm. you, you felt a type of way about it on Monday morning. We talked about it on the Monday show after he initially got hurt. And I'm not going to say that I wasn't concerned about it, but he finished that game. And to some degree, I sit there and think, like, well, all's well that ends well. Like, he, he, he seems fine. He's not showing symptoms. He talked to the media. He was cleared to play this game. And at the end of the day, like, I want to see Tua go against Joe Burrow. I want to see the good players play the good players. So, like, it would be hypocritical, I guess, is what I'm saying, for me to sit here and shame anybody too much because 
I think you use the word complicit. I feel some degree of that. And I think the popularity of football plays into that as well, because the players want to play and we want the players to play. So I think you've, you've got to find some sort of balance where there's, there's more checks. And, and I think the NFL has gotten a lot better at it over the years, but a lot better, yeah. a lot better. But, but this week is a reminder that there's still, there's still plenty of improvements they can make. So I'm glad you brought up Monday because we did talk about it on Monday, but we didn't talk about it yesterday. None of us did. I didn't hear any other shows talking about it. And if you did, I'm sorry. There was a small handful of people that were bringing up what happened on Sunday, but we had all collectively moved on. We covered this game yesterday and did not mention what happened on Sunday one time. So the outrage is a bit confusing for me. We all feel for Tua, of course. I have nephews that play college football. My brother played for 15 years. I've felt that fear when he would go down or teammates of his would go down. We all feel that. But we were okay with it yesterday, going into the game. We were. Yeah. We did not yeah. mention it on the show. 100%. So complicit doesn't start with the doctors. It doesn't start with the organization, who is not a brother approach, or Mike McDaniel or the rest of the coaches, or the teammates, or the fans. It's also with the media. You mentioned it. We talked about this game like Tua should have been on that field. And if Tua hadn't gotten hurt yesterday, we would be covering this game as if Tua should have been on that field. Whether he won or whether he lost, we would be talking about the Bengals maybe being on the come, the, the come up and, and getting back to what they were last year, or the Dolphins being way more dominant than we thought they were going into the season and what this means for Tua's legacy. We would not be starting the show talking about whether or not Tua should have been on the field. So this is a cultural and institutional failure, what's happening with Tua. They have made major strides to help players protect themselves, yeah. to have doctors in place, to have an independent doctor in place. But everyone, including myself, is guilty in this. All of our hands are dirty. We are not exempt from this because we feel. If you want real change, Outrage isn't enough. There has to be accountability with everyone, including ourselves. What do we play in this role in getting Tua back out there? Because we weren't talking about it yesterday. We were not talking about this leading up to the game. If he hadn't got hurt, we wouldn't be talking about it today. So this means that protocols have to change. It means there has to be more done. There has to be uh, less put in the hands of doctors who perform miracles all over the world every day, but are still humans and can make mistakes. Now, I'm with Shady. I'm not in a position to accuse Mike McDaniel of lying or the doctors of lying or some massive conspiracy, which everyone always wants to jump to as soon as right. something terrible happens. It could be as simple as Tua passed the exam that's in place. When you have a concussion, you don't automatically turn into a zombie. People have concussions and don't even know they have concussions. You can talk, you can play football, you can do all kinds of things just because you had a concussion. So it is not unrealistic to pass a concussion test even if you've been hit, even if we've seen you been hit. Andrew Whitworth said on the show, on the post show yesterday, that he had this exact same thing happen. I'm sure you guys have all seen it. Yep. Someone had a concussion, they got cleared, yep. went through the protocols, mm -hmm. and were back out on the field right. and got pulled because a coach saw it. In his case, a teammate saw it and said, hey, you don't need to be out there. Tell, right. the, coach, tell the coach, take him out. But there's protocols in place. If the protocols need to be increased, then that's what we need to do. And I think that's what we learned. But let's not all sit around here and act like we don't create the culture that encourages these guys to get back out there and put themselves in this, in, in this danger. I'll say two things. Um, I'll have a story that I'll get to. The first thing I want to address is I do think, Joy, to some degree, our hands were tied for this reason. 
I knew in my mind, in my heart of hearts, Tua had a concussion on Sunday. To go out and say that publicly, when he passes a concussion test, it's, Emmanuel, well, it's your word versus the doctors and Tua passed the test. Why do I say that? Because your experience is your expertise. Right. And based upon my experience with concussions, which I have, and I will tell you that story in a moment, I'm like, that is a concussion. Now, on Monday, obviously, I led the show with it. We have a bunch of games to talk about. I was like, yo, I can't even talk about the Dolphins win because we got to address this. But I think, Joy, to some degree, our hands are tied if on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, I don't know what we could have continued to do because it is our word versus the Dolphins' word, our word versus the doctor's word. It's Shady's experience with concussions, your experience with concussions, my experience with concussions versus what the doctor said. Now, to the point of the story, 2010, number four team in the nation, Lincoln, Nebraska, I'm there, coming off a national championship appearance. This is a true story. I'm in Lincoln, maybe 80, 90,000 people is packed. Third play of the game, boom, side of my helmet, it hits Roy Halu's knee. He's a running back for Nebraska. I'm like, whoa, that was weird. I go to the sideline, I have my wrist brace on, it, uh, my, the plays, the, the play sheet on my wrist. Okay. I forgot all the plays. Stack five, I still remember, was one of our calls. Will Muschamp was the D coordinator. Forgot all the plays. I asked my backup, Dustin Ernest, hey, what do I do on this play, this play, this play, this play, this play? He tells me, I'm smart enough to remember. I get co the concussion test. Acho, who's the president? It's Obama. He had been the president. Hey, Acho, what day of the week is it? Well, Dutch, Saturday. I'm, I'm playing in a game, and college football always occurs on Saturday. Acho, can you say the months backwards? Sure, it'll take me a while, but December, November, et cetera. Go back into the game. I finish the game. Joy, true story. I get back to Austin, Texas. I have no idea I had a concussion. Right. I know what a concussion was. Get back to Austin, Texas. I pull up to my friend's house. Hey, I'm outside. No, you're not. Yeah, I'm right outside. Dude, no, you're not. How are you going to tell me that I'm not outside? I'm outside your door. No, you're not. Walk to the street. I walk to the street. Bro, you're two complexes down. I didn't even remember where the house was. Right. I played the following week. I could have, but I tore my MCL in that game as well. I had a physical injury, similar to how Tua also may have had a hip or back injury. So the only reason I didn't play the following week wasn't because I was cleared mentally. It was because I hid behind my MCL injury. And the reason I tell that story is, to Joy's point, you can pass a concussion test. To Shady's point, athletes will continue to want to play in the game, but eventually... Somebody has to step in, and to Joy's greater point, I think we have to increase the protocol to truly image the brains of athletes, i.e. EEG on the sideline, which tests for brain waves, as opposed to just d dictating a recall exam, because athletes will want to play, athletes can pass exams, and athletes might not even ever say that they had a concussion. And, and that's a great point, because I remember back my, my concussions, and yeah, that was a college story, so that wow. probably was in, what, 2000 and... 2010. See, a lot has changed since then. I'll give you a better example. So, my, I got a concussion my last year in Buffalo. And I, I got a hit, but I wasn't concussed. They wouldn't let me go back in. I passed all the tests they had. Boom, 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 boom. The months, everything. Um, the, uh, your birthday, all this different... I forget the test, but then they get the computers out. I don't know if you, if you went through that. Computers to show you different shapes to see if you remember. Mm -hmm. All these type yep. of things. It took about a good 25 minutes test. I passed it. The doctor came in and said, nope, he can't go. I'm thinking like, huh? So to, to not go against you, but I guess every situation is different because I wasn't concussed. I took a good hit, but it wasn't even a shot to the head. Wouldn't you it, say, was, it was more a shot and then my head went back. Wouldn't you say it's better safe in your situation that you got well, pulled out than I kept playing? I, I, I guess, but like at the end of the day, it's like, like, what's the real answer? What's the right answer? Because but to your point, 
Because we saw this with Patrick Mahomes in a game. Remember, he got up, he was all wobbly. Right, 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 right. He yep. didn't even hit his head. He was right. choked out. Yep. So Great point, so yeah. To, to my point overall is, we can all have experiences with right. this, but all of us want to be doctors. We're not. We're right. not doctors. Nope. And even if you are a doctor, even if you're a brain trauma doctor, you didn't examine Tua. So our hands aren't tied. We chose to believe the Dolphins. The NFLPA, according to Michael Smith last night, did not even start their investigation. They are still putting together their questions before this game happened. So there's, there's this overall sense of this is an outrage and there should have been all this urgency. Should have, would have. We have had concussions in this game forever. Yeah, yeah. So what's the real answer? What's the real solve here? Obviously, if we're going to really protect players and we're going to talk about this in a serious way and not just jump on, on, on Twitter for reaction, which I'm not accusing everyone of doing, but I'm saying if you didn't have that energy before the game, right. keep that same energy now and keep right. it real. But you I, were okay with him playing. Yeah. I, I, but yeah. I, I think there's a difference between being okay with something and outwardly expressing your disapproval for something. But you can't act like we didn't see this on Sunday. We saw it and we were, we were told it wasn't concussion. He went back in the game. Tom Pellicero said an independent, the league tested him and an independent expert yep. tested, him, tested him. So at what point yeah. is it no longer on anyone and he is saying he's okay and the experts are saying he's okay? Maybe it was a concussion because we see it, right? Maybe we saw that. Or maybe we didn't because none of us are doctors and none of us right. examined to it. But I'm saying last night we did see him get a concussion. Mm -hmm. right. We did yeah. see that happen. Ted and it, and, it, and right, of right. course brought yeah. back what we saw on Sunday. At the end of the day, whether you knew on Sunday, which we all felt like it was, and I was personally shocked that he went back in the game, what do we do now? If we really want to protect players, and we, this isn't just an outrage bandwagon, let's actually do it. Let's actually put protocols in place so that we're not talking about if the doctors I, are right or not. I think the not. protocols are good, though. The, so do you, do you real quick, do you think that me. it's more like the doctors didn't do their job well enough, or what I think you, it's twofold. When there's he, like three doctors in there, there too. There's what, what's and twofold. He, and, the team, when, the NFL, and he was yeah. examined every single day leading up to the I game. Will, they by do, they do that too. By that's, independent doctors, that's my question. Not I, will, team I, will, I will say this uh, to that point. I called a Pro Bowl safety last night. Currently playing in the league, Shady, you were there, but I won't say his name. I called a Pro Bowl safety last night, and I asked him about the independent neurologist, and he said, "Hey, bro, the problem with the independent neurologist, and you'll remember this point," he said. They don't really know how we normally behave because they're not around us that often. And so if we ch show different personality types or characteristics, they can't clearly identify it because they don't know our normal personality. But what about all but they, of oh, the but other they, but they, No, no, but they ask you that. So that's part of the thing. They ask you about Correct. your... But what, what I'm saying is there are different, there are different tests to... There are different cognitive function and memorization function tests for concussions. Like we said, what's your name? Who'd you play last week? Say the months backwards. But another one of those tests is identifying is the person acting differently. Mm. Is their emotional state differently? But if you can't properly identify the difference in emotional state because you can't properly identify the person because you are independent, then that is another way in which we can miss but that's that. one game. I'm talking about everything that's happened since then. Yep. Like, if we're arguing should he have gone Each back in the it. game yep. on Sunday, I don't believe so. It Just based off the way that the protocols yep. are written, where if you see someone stumbling, they shouldn't go back in the Correct. game. Correct. What, what if... What am I being asked to believe? That this is some massive conspiracy against Tua? No, it doesn't have because to be. Because he's but had multiple exams leading up to I, that. People are talking about he shouldn't exams, have yeah. left the, the hospital last night. Like, what's happened with Tua what needs I, to change so that we don't have these correct. conversations. What I think, it, I don't think it's a massive conspiracy. I don't subscribe to that. I don't subscribe to everything being conspiracy. What I subscribe to is this, and doctors will say this often. You can get caught up in treating the paperwork as opposed to treating the patient.
You can get caught up if you take a blood exam, et cetera, you can get caught up in treating the numbers and the paperwork as opposed to treating the person. Treating the person, your eyes will tell you he showed gross motor instability. The only way to go back into the game if you grow, show gross motor instability is if you pass a concussion test. That is the paperwork. If you treat the person, then you would not have let Tua back in the game, in my opinion, right. if you're treating the person. But he did person. go back in the game. And, and y'all do know and concussions he, is down, like and, and crazy down than it ever no, been. And that's, y'all do know that, though, right? Yeah, like, the, I mean, the protocols, by and large, have worked pretty well over yep. the last This day. is like 30%, somebody that's something crazy. It's a yeah. crazy number that concussions from back then, right, in the last, what, three, four years is way down than it's ever been. Is it too? So they're doing something what right. What I'm saying is this, this is a lot to do with optics, which is fair. I don't think he should have gone back in the game Sunday. I was first, I did not expect him to go back in the game Sunday. I was shocked that he did. But if the Dolphins and the league are telling, and listen, it's, they're not above reproach, either of those entities, yeah. are telling you that Tua was okay, and we all went along with it. We were not talking about think, this yesterday. I don't yesterday. think we went along with we it. We did. We didn't talk about I it yesterday. But just because you don't verbalize something doesn't mean you're going along with Why? it. Why? We have a show. We could have talked about it yesterday. But I'm we saying could have mentioned a, it. There's we a lot of things. We, haven't, we haven't mentioned Brittany Griner. We haven't mentioned Brett Favre. Now, there's a lot on. of things that's, we that's don't mention fair. that don't we mean you went along with We had the opportunity. We talked about this game, and we did not. We didn't talk about Brittany Griner yesterday. We talked about this game yesterday. We did not mention that he was hit on Sunday. I'm just saying, if we want this type of stuff to change, we have to be accountable, too. We put this pressure on these players to go out there and risk their lives, risk their futures, risk their bodies. Are they going to get paid? Are they going to get the bag? Are they injury prone? If we really want to protect players, we have the technology to do these exams in the building. The, the NFL has the means, the ability, the power, the influence to protect players at the highest level. That's what we should do. But let's not act like the media and the fans and everybody didn't fail to it in the spot if he was really hurt on Sunday. I think it starts with each it's, and every individual. Tough. Because I think each and every individual have indiv different approaches, right? Shady is all about, yo, I would do it again. I'm putting the pressure. I I'm, I'm giving it to if, if, if I'm cleared, though. and I, He was cleared. Yeah, and, so. and I'm like, I would not. But you and I, you, you made multitudes of millions of dollars playing in the National Football League. By the grace of God, I've made mine on the back end. We thankfully still ended up on the same desk sitting right next mm -hmm. to each other. So it appears there are two ways to climb the tree. I just hope that regardless of which way you climb it, you climb it safely. Coming up, Mahomes, Tom Brady, two of the best quarterbacks in the game, superstar quarterbacks, both coming off losses. So who has more pressure on Sunday night? We'll tell you next. Speak. Let's get to one of the marquee matchups of the weekend. Chiefs, Bucks, I cannot wait for this one. Two of the greatest ever. One's the OG and one's the new kid on the block, Patrick Mahomes. Now, Brady does lead Mahomes 3-2 to two in head-to-heads. Now, Dave Hellman is looking at me because Mahomes is no longer the new kid on the block. But he is still young, Dave, compared to a 45-year-old. <laughs> sure. He's 19 years younger. He's, he's, a new, he's young compared he's young. to the oldest player in the NFL. He, he's not, he we call new? it the young OG. That's what we call that. Just, the young OG. Like, he's still young. If you have won an MVP, you can't be a Bro, new kid on the can, block. He can he's barely younger. rent a car from a running car place. And Barely. He's, he's the best player in that. the world. 25, 25, isn't it? To run a car? Yeah, 25. Yeah, he's, he's 26. Yeah, 400 million. I mean, we're just arguing. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Shady, I'm going to you, big dog. Uh, you played for the Bucks. You won a Super Bowl. You remind me all the time. You played for the Patriots. You won a Super Bowl. You, again, remind me all the time. You played for the Chiefs. You won a Super Don't Bowl. Don't ever again. say you I played for the Patriots ever again. <laughs> Um, who's got more pressure, man? Is it Patrick Mahomes on Sunday or Tom Brady? I'm, I'm going to go with Patrick Mahomes, and this is the reason why. I think it's more pressure because he has to be perfect, right? 
I feel like if, if you watch the Chiefs offense and you, you, you circle um, um, Travis Kelsey, right? He's the main guy. Circle him. And then who's next? Especially the wide receiver um, room. Who else are you going to defend? So I feel like Patrick Mahomes has to be perfect. I got to make every perfect pass. I watched Juju last week against the Colts, who I think is a very, very bad team. You watch that game and, like, he's covered. His biggest catch was, like, for 40 yards, but he was covered like crazy. I don't know how he caught it. That's not what happened over and over again. You throw that ball five times, he catches one of them. So I think he has more pressure. And then also that defense. That defense is tough for, for the Bucs. I mean, I, stop me if this is weird. I agree with Shady. <laughs> if you want to be right, disagree no, with me, brother. It is Patrick Mahomes. And the real, like, first, okay, first of all, first of all, I mean, Tom Brady's kind of Teflon at this point in his career, right? At least at, at this, this early in the season, absolutely. Plus, I've talked about it over and over again. Like, Tom Brady has reinforcements coming. Like, Evans is back for this game. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin will be back eventually. Julio Jones, you assume, will be back at some point. Like, we know why the Bucs are struggling, and that will change. This is what the Chiefs have. And every time they struggle... My man over here, 2-5, <laughs> is going to remind you that they don't have hey, Tyreek. Has he earned They're the right to now. call you 2-5? You know he hasn't. So, oh. listen, refer to me as Shady, Shady please. Shady, McCoy. Do I have to me? Go mess it up again. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, yeah. Do I have to like carry Like, 2-5. 2-5, yeah. oh you yeah, got to go right. through some things. We went through some things yeah, together. He didn't you know what I'm saying? LaShawn, all right? I'm sorry. Exactly. It's going to be Mr. McCoy in a second. Sorry, Mr. McCoy. What's wrong with him? Point is, every time this dude struggles... LaShawn is going to have something <laughs> right. to say about That's it. right. That's right. So, yeah, it is, it is Patrick Mahomes. Joy, more pressure, Mahomes. I also <laughs> agree with Mr. McCoy. <laughs> no, Joy, you can call me too far. <laughs> Got it. Come on, man. Uh, right listen, this is how it goes. This is how it goes, Dave. Uh, no, I agree with you because, one, one what, what, what kind of pressure does Tom Brady ever have? But I love this matchup because it's such a good way to measure what the Chiefs actually are. We've been talking about this in our, in our, in our group chat. Like, what's, are they going to be able to do this against Tom Brady and the Bucks? They don't have any more reinforcements coming. This is what they're going to have to do. Patrick Mahomes is going to have to be perfect. They've been pretty good on the offensive side of the ball this far through the season. They rank fourth in the NFL in points per game, seventh in yards per game. They've only allowed two sacks this season. That's tied for the fewest. And they're going up against a Bucks defense that's allowing the fewest points per game in the league. So that's a perfect matchup. This is the best way for the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes to measure what their offense really is. Go up against a team like the Tampa Bay Bucks, who's not letting anybody score. Mm. If they can get it done this weekend against Tampa Bay, you got to feel good about yourself if you're Kansas City, even without Tyreek Hill. This is the best way to measure what you got at this point in the season. It's the perfect opponent. As far as Tom Brady and the, and the Bucks go, to everyone's point, they're getting pieces back. Yeah. They're going to be fine. We've seen Tom Brady do this how many times? So I don't have any doubts about whether they're going to get it on track or not. It's just I mean, a matter of if they're going to do it in the postseason this year. But we know what Tom Brady is, and we know what they can be when everybody's healthy. They have, you know, it's a game time decision for Godwin and Jones and Donovan Smith. Maybe they'll play, maybe they won't, but they are at least getting Mike Evans back, yeah. and they'll be back eventually. So to me, this is a great pressure game for Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs offense. Shady, former Bucks cornerback, Seahawks cornerback, Niners cornerback. Future Hall of Famer Richard Sherman Richard on his Sherman. podcast with Dean. I forget Dean's first name, number Jamal. 35. Jamal Dean, Jamal, Jamal. Dean. Uh, I know, I'm like, somebody, Jay Dean. Um, he said that the Chiefs. Wait, wait, what did he say? He said the Chiefs' offense looks totally different. He you, said they're not as scary. That's he what did. he said. He said they're not as scary, they're yeah. not as explosive. You've been on this train early. Riddle me this Will the Chiefs 
in your mind, get exposed playing against one of the best defenses in football on Sunday? <sighs> a lot of pressure. Right? Exposed. I, I can't... Expose for who they are. I, I, I can't um, put exposed with... with Patrick Mahomes okay. and Andy Reid. Okay. That doesn't go well. But so let me nice answer this. Oh, okay. I'm going to answer for you. Okay. I, I think that Andy Reid and himself is the GOAT, yeah. right? And he's going to find ways to get things popping all Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I remember him saying this. We, uh, Deshaun and him had a little disagreement about something. He said, listen, I'll venture. Uh, he said, I... I, said, I <laughs> you can say I, that I, word. You can say I've that on won television. Sh- he said, I've won playoff games without T.O. and Todd Pinkston. I know y'all don't even know. You know right, I know Todd Pinkston. So, so, so I'll just say that Andy Reid can get it done and Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. But to answer your question, Please not do. exposed, Please but do. I've been saying it. I played over there. I've seen it. They're not as explosive. Andy Reid's an explosive offensive coach. That's who Patrick Mahomes is. We watched last night them deep balls of Tariq Hill. If, if his tool is healthy and he's not out there and you put Pat in there, that's six. Twice. You see what I'm saying? So... It's a different team. Even with McCole Hartman doing all, all the fast stuff, it's not the same look. Will it come back to bite them on Sunday? Will it finally? I, I, they beat, they yes, won the Cardinals. I, they beat the Chargers. I, what was it, 44 points, 27 points? 20, yes, 44 and 27. 44 and 27. I, I think, Will think, it come back to bite them on Sunday? I think so. I think they'll do a great job of trying to contain Kelsey, which is <laughs> super hard to do, right? They'll probably double him. They'll probably play man. and put a lot of pressure for Patrick Mahomes. And I see the wide receivers can't get no separation. Let me ask this, though. Because we know, you know, the, the, the styles make fights. Mm-hmm. And I agree. They don't have the knockout punch. You agree, your boy? Yes, I do. They okay. don't. Okay. I, I, I did it. before. You have it. I did but before. It, it, but hold on, real quick. You good? It, look, look. In the, uh, in the text, group text. It's good. not that she we don't agree said, with you. Shady, you were right. No, no, no. Hold but on. I, I, I don't want to pat myself on the back. Oh, too late, I did. <laughs> <laughs> too late, I did. I don't agree Come with on. you. I just still think they can be good. Exactly. They don't have the knockout punch without Tyreek Hill. That's for sure. But every boxer doesn't have that. We've seen fighters win with a bunch of punches. Where are the other guys out? We've seen Tom Brady not have a knockout punch in New England. Death by a thousand cuts, that's what we used to call it. Now, I know I don't compare anybody to Tom Brady. But I'm saying there are multiple ways to run your offense. Like Tyson? I've never seen Tyson without a knockout punch. Yeah. And that's the Floyd does it. I'm glad you said that. Uh Uh-oh. The Chiefs' offense is not a Floyd Mayweather offense. High power up top, arrow, arrow, and speed is everywhere. But can't Andy Reid adjust? The best to the thing, new the best teams adapt, man. That's what Here, they do. But here's here's what actually I think the difference is. It's not about Floyd's offense. Right. It was always about Floyd's defense. defense. The Chiefs don't have the defense. A bad boy. To fight like Floyd. Yeah, he's a bad man. Yeah, he's a bad man. Boy. Boy. Still hit the opponent while Enough. being defensive. Enough. That's my point. Correct. That's the misconception about Floyd Mayweather, is that he was the greatest, is the greatest defensive boxer of all time. But he was still hitting the other guy. It's Correct. not like he was just blocking every punch and not doing anything. Go ahead, Dave. Let's just, let's, I mean, they're not as good as the Bucs. I think the Bucs have the best defense in the league right now, but the Chiefs' defense, and they're not bad. No, no, it's a good but, defense. But I don't think they're good enough. When we talk about Tom Brady having won all those Super Bowls, remember he had his first couple years the number second-ranked defense, second-ranked defense, fourth-ranked defense, second-ranked defense in four of his first five years. Chiefs currently have the 16th-ranked defense. Yeah. So it's like, if... Mahomes is going to be Floyd, and the Chiefs are going to be Floyd. Y'all better step y'all defense up. Coming up, we have more, much more on the Dolphins and how they handled, some might say mishandled, the Tua injury. Looking forward to Shady's thoughts because he said, look, players got to play, and I can't wait to hear what else he has to say. That's next. You want to hear it? 
Welcome back to Speak. Tua Tungavailoa's injury, it got attention from the entire NFL world last night. Surprisingly, even Ravens head coach John Harbaugh had something to say. Take a listen. I couldn't believe what I saw last night. I couldn't believe what I saw last Sunday. You know, it was just something that was astonishing to see. I've been coaching for 40 years. Shady, it leads me just straight to this, this very point. We've had this conversation off camera. We had it last night at my house watching the game. Let's bring it to the world. Did the Dolphins mishandle the Tua situation? I, I, I can't say that. I can't answer that question, honestly. Um, but I'll just give you my perspective is, especially as a coach, you see Coach Harbaugh talk about it, and I just feel like sometimes, hey, I'm sure McDaniel said, listen, what's the, what's the situation with Tua, right? Can he go? Can he not play? He's in the whole game plan during the game. And I, I think when, when everything happened, you ask your doctors, Doc, can he go? What's the deal with him, right? Now, if he passed all his tests, all the protocols, like, who am I to say he can't play? If he felt good, who am I to say he, he, he cannot play that game? And I think before we really start judging, we got to know what really happened, right? And the only people that know what happened is the doctors in the office, the coaches in the front office. If you do everything you're supposed to do, and I got to give the NFL a lot of credit, the last couple of years, the, the, the concussions have been down. They've been doing a great job of managing that. So I would say this. I think they handled it the right way just because if he played the game and they did all the protocols that they're supposed to do and he, and he, and he did it accurately and correctly and that worked out and he played, I'm okay with that. I hear you. I, I love your take. I love your opinion. And I love having this dialogue with you. I think that the Dolphins mishandled it. I think that the Dolphins mishandled it dating back to Sunday. Reason being, your eyes can tell you what you don't need to test to. And I believe my eyes and everybody's eyes told the Dolphins what a concussion test did not even need to. I will reiterate that a concussion exam is more so a test of memorization. It's more so a test of recall than it is a test of brain trauma, acute brain trauma in the moment, comprehensively. I would try to draw the parallel between a field sobriety exam. A field sobriety exam is more so a test of motor function. It's more so a test of cognitive function than it actually is testing your blood alcohol level. That's what a breathalyzer is for. Um, several times in field sobriety exams, one may have to say the alphabet backwards. Never drank a day in my life. But Z-Y-X-W-V-U-T-S-R-Q-P-O-N-M-L-K-J-I-H-D-F-E-D-C-B-A. I can say the alphabet backwards. So if I happen to be drunk, sure, I might pass that one exam, but that doesn't actually mean that I was drunk in that situation. I might be sober and not be able to walk in a straight line. Once again, there may be ignorance in some of my speech because I've never had to take one of these exams. However, I will say, just because you passed a test does not mean that you are suited nor capable to re-enter into the game. And I do not think it took a test to teach us what our eyes already did when we watched him even dating back to Sunday. I just think, and, and I said at the top of the show, like, I, and I'm, I'm with you, Joy. I, I appreciate everything you said at the top because I, I would feel hypocritical piling on the Dolphins too much because I, I let it go. Honestly, it, Sunday, maybe this is like a glib analogy, but it reminded me, I have, I have a little bit of a lead foot. I like to drive like 80, 85 <laughs> miles an hour. I live in Texas. It's fine there. Um, but it reminded me of like when you blow past a speed trap but the cop doesn't pull you over and you're like, woo, like that could have been bad, but let me speed back up. That's, that's what it felt like to me where it's like, ooh, Tua, that looks rough, man, but you finished the game. So like that satisfied me, honestly. Um, so th like that, that's how I feel where I'm like, clearly, clearly this was mismanaged in retrospect, but who am I 
to act holier than now at now. Like Joy said, we talked about this for 20 minutes yesterday. I didn't even think about it. I was just like, yeah, Joe and 2-0, this is going to be awesome. Wasn't so awesome in like looking back at it. And so I, I don't know the answer. But, yeah, I, I do think it was mismanaged. This feels to me like a case where everybody heard what they wanted to hear. Maybe like and again, like I'm not, I can't speak to the intricacies of it, but like you know the player is going to try to play. You know that the organization, like of course they want player safety, but at the end of the day, you want your valuable assets on the field trying to help you win football games. That's what, that's what this whole thing is about. So somewhere it feels like something got lost, and especially emphasizing it even more is the fact that it's a short week. Like maybe this is maybe this is too simple of a fix, but if this is even a question. On a Thursday week, on a week where you're playing on three days rest, maybe that should be like a new rule where it's like, we're not taking any chances. It's already a big enough ask to have guys go from Sunday to Thursday when this isn't an issue. So, like I said, it, it feels hypocritical of me to pile on after the fact. Uh, but, yeah, in retrospect, it's certainly, it certainly seems like some things could have been done differently. I don't know that I can go as far as saying that they mishandled the situation either. That's not because I want to believe the Dolphins. Everyone is conveniently talking today about Stephen Ross and all the dysfunction that's gone on around the team. I believe I was talking about it yesterday. This isn't a team that deserves the benefit of the doubt, not the team, the organization. The NFL, we've certainly had questions about their sincerity when it comes to player safety. But at this point, all we know is the Dolphins, Tua for that matter, Mike McDaniel, and the league, are all saying the protocols, which we were all fine with prior to this week, right. Still were followed. followed. Mm -hmm. So until the investigation is over, that there will be an investigation now. Like, the NFLPA hadn't started the investigation for Sunday for the Thursday game. There's going to be an investigation now. Until that is finished and they say malpractice or this doctor didn't do this part of the exam or something was missed and it wasn't just that Tua didn't have a severe enough concussion to pop up on the exams, then this is what it is. And the answer, the solution to this, in my mind, is if we have technology available to us that can remove human error from the situation, right. why are we not using it? Why not? It's not a matter of money. These teams are selling for multiple billions of dollars. We know how much the NFL is worth. If there are machines that we can have in the facility that can check players right then and there, forget the exam. To your point, you don't need to do a sobriety exam if you have a breathalyzer. Yeah. Just use the breathalyzer. That's it. It's solved. Why would we need to remember the alphabet for? I'm not going to do the alphabet on TV. I'm going to mess it up. I'm not drunk. Okay, so if we have technology that can be used to remove human error or at least eliminate most of human error and questions about sincerity and questions about integrity, we should be using that. Let me ask what, you a question. What, go ahead, go ahead. What bothers me with what we do at home, and this has happened a lot over the past couple years, people really don't like science anymore and doctors are useless and nobody knows anything and people have dedicated their lives to this medicine who you would rush your loved one to in a second if they were had an emergency, don't know anything, and we can tell because we have read it or we've watched some video. It's not to discredit what happened on Sunday, but if the protocols were all followed, who are we to tell Tua, the team, the coach, I'm going to call Mike McDaniel a liar and say he doesn't care about Tua? That's a lot. And listen, I am very much 
a, a pessimist about human beings. I do not think that humans are inherently good, and we could talk about that all day, all right? I, I think it's difficult to do the right thing sometimes. But I am going to take his word for it that if the doctors and everybody that is in place to give Mike McDaniel that information while he's doing his job, he listened to. That's a lot. I got to come to you in a second That's because point, you, you made a great point 20 minutes ago about how for your family, for the sake of your loved ones, your son and everybody um, that you would do, you would play through if you pass. I got to come to you in a second, but Joy, let me come back here first. Um, I do think, and I was talking to a neuroscientist this morning that's administered several tests um, to living and, and, and deceased former NFL players, examined several brains, et cetera. I do think there is something we can do. We talked about it. There are EEG exams where you can examine the brainwave and brainwave activity. You can examine the current activity in game to baseline activity preseason. But here might be the issue, Joy, and let me know if this would work in your mind as a fan and a viewer of sport. If you have to slow the game down so much, or remove Aaron Rodgers with two minutes left in the game, down by six, he has the ball back and he's climbing, and you have to remove him for 20 minutes to administer an EEG exam and you slow the game down and you take out one of the best players, don't you think that's where the wrestle lies? They do but that it, anyway. it, takes it, it takes that long They do that anyway. anyway. It yeah. takes 20 minutes anyway. That's how I was trying to tell you that. Like, it's so many different tests. And then it's not only your, your doctor, right? They have like three, four doctors there. And then a, a good point is, one time I, I was banged up, but I, I, I passed. This is this is the old test. I, I passed, but I wasn't right, so I didn't go back out there. Like I can't, I can't play. I can't, I can't do it physically. We don't know what, what his condition was, but what you're saying is, if the doctors and all the protocols have been very good lately, they've been great lately, bro. They've been great. And if he passed, why is it wrong for him to play? How are we saying that it's wrong with the doctors did or how they handled the case? I think that's it's like, my part. I don't I, understand. I hear that. I, I remember Joy brought this up a, a moments ago. Andrew Whitworth, beast left tackle for the Rams, won a Super Bowl last year with them, 40-year-old vet in the game. He mentioned the story on national television. Doctors cleared him. Coach cleared him. Everyone cleared him. His left guard looked at him. Andrew Whitworth played left tackle. So his left guard, the person to his immediate right, looked at him and was like, hey, you not right. He didn't tell Whitworth. He told the coaches, hey, he's not right. Get him out the when, game. When was this, though? Because he played for a long, long he time. He played for a long time. I guarantee you that story hasn't been the last three years. 2012. It was a 2012 concussion. That's, a, that's 10 Come years on, ago. Come on, man. Come on. So, so, see what I'm saying? So it's different now. To your point about slowing the game down, well, what, at what cost? We're saying we should be doing everything to protect players, right? That is the outrage that we're feeling today, and rightfully so, because all of us are heartbroken watching Tua lay there on the ground with that reaction, which we all knew what it was because we've all watched combat sports. We know what it was in the moment that he was on the field. What happened? So who cares how long it takes? You're not going to get Aaron Rodgers back in the game for a two-minute drive if anyway, that's what happens that's right, anyway. That's right. So why would it wouldn't even apply in that in that scenario because he'd be out of the game and you'd take him to the hospital or whatever. So however long it takes to make sure that they're good is what should happen. But if it takes 20 minutes to do it, uh, what is the exam Concussion, called? Uh, EEG. EEG yep. exam yeah. or an MRI or whatever it takes. What's the difference between that and doing a, 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 an exam that they can pass because you can't tell? And, and, they, and they have the spotters. Another thing they have that's really cool is they have the spotters at the, uh, up top. So on TV, if a guy gets hit a certain way, right. and it may look, he got hit too hard, they call him out, he has to come out the game, right? They come out the game, they're checking. There's doctors, there's doctors on the sideline. The NFL, right, and I've been tough on the NFL because we're finally getting things that we need for the players. They're doing a good job with the concussion stuff, man, lately. Let me ask you this as we kind of start to wrap this conversation up, but I have to go back here. You were a superstar player. You had a lot more to play for monetarily than I did. I'll right. just be honest right. with myself, be right. honest with the world. Why would a player like Tua, 
who knows the value of himself currently, but also knows the value of himself in the future. Why would a player want to go back into the game when he knows it's to his own detriment long term and maybe even right now? And and the way you ask the question is hard to answer because like, how do we know how he was? Wait, what if he if, felt good? That's what I said. What if he go? He passed all the tests. Doc, I okay, feel good. Let me say this. Not just his words, but the doctor. But you can, you can have a concussion and not even yes. know. Yes, correct. I, I didn't know. When I had my concussion, right. as I told you all 20 minutes ago, I didn't know. But I'm speaking to the fact of even if Tua wasn't concussed, okay. he clearly was to some, he was compromised to the point of not being able to walk on his own for a period. Listen. But let me just get back to the overarching portion, even if you want to remove it from Tua, okay. the bird's eye view. Okay. Why would a player knowing that they might be jeopardizing their own physical health, because at a minimum, maybe it was a back injury and Tua right. still couldn't walk on his own. Why would a player re-enter the game knowing that's the jeopardy he might run? I, from, my, from the player's perspective, especially myself, before I got my first big contract, right, if Kose run through the wall, I'm running through the wall. 100 miles per hour, I'm running through that wall. It's not just me. I'm thinking about, like, my family, right? Everybody's on TV talking about this, talking about that. They would do that. If I, if I can go, first of all, you're never going to be 100%. I can't remember being this 100%. If I'm banged up, I played with broken ribs. I, I remember playing broken ribs, and every time I get hit, I'm, I'm, I'm scrunching down. Ah, pain. Because it's, it's more than just playing to be tough, but it's thinking about your family. Now I'm done playing, right? And I look at, I look at all the sacrifices I've did. I'm so happy because then I'll do it again. My, my kids are taken care of. My, my, my parents are taken care of. The, the neighborhood I grew up, grew up in, I would never live nowhere near that. My kids would never live nowhere near that. So. I would lay everything on the line from my body to my brain to my knees to my ankle for my children to my family. And I'm, and I'm sure a lot of players like myself would do the same thing. As you advance... Especially the ones that's being real critical of the situation. Final thought. As you advance later in your career, was there ever a point where you wouldn't have run through the wall? As you became... Yeah, as you were well, a 30-year-old well, and 31-year-old well, running back. I not mean, literally. Nah, but, but did there become a point where you're like, hey, you know what? I'm not playing through this fractured ankle. I got to play ball with my son this weekend. Well, he got a little league. That's true. So that great times in my, in my career. Whereas a time where I was making, well, I don't know, $50,000 a game check. Now I'm making 200, 250, 300 grand a game check. It's different. So now I'm cool. I got, I got security. I'm good. Family's good. Money's away. I'm cool. This is our job. Let's forget that. Let's not forget that. This is our job. And like when we sign these, these contracts, this is part of it. I'm sure before the, the, the tour situation, he probably seen guys get concussions in college. Tua had one of the most Come on. crazy this is injuries part of it, that, man. We, that yep. you can see in sports outside of, of a brain injury. He his hip was broken. His, oh, you you're right. You're right. Maybe never walk on, again. Man. Like that. That's that's, that's part a, of the game we a, play. That's a that's an part injury that has ended people's careers that changes your whole life. And he's come back from that and, to put himself in that. Position. And that's why. It's hard. You, it's very rare you ever see guaranteed contracts in football yeah. because it's so it's so violent and guys get hurt. I'll end with this because you all are all right. But what cautions me is in, in talking to different neuro experts, they say we are with our knowledge of the brain where we were with our knowledge of the heart in the 1960s and 70s. Simply put, we don't know what we don't know. Hopefully, this Tua situation causes us all to learn more, do more, and be better. Coming up. The rush is on in Dallas. Cooper Rush taking over for Dak Prescott. He's won two in a row, y'all, but I think he's going to win lucky number three this week against Washington. What in the world would that mean for the Cowboys and Dak Prescott? Next. Rush hour. <laughs> Join Fox in donating to support those affected by the devastation of Hurricane Ian. 
please visit www.redcross.org or text the word Ian to 90999 to make a $10 donation. Thoughts and prayers to those affected. As we head to Dallas, it's rush hour, a rush hour that nobody wants to miss because Cooper Rush has won two games in a row for the Cowboys and next up is a huge NFC East matchup against the Commanders. It's Sunday. You already know it's on Fox. Cowboys favored by three points at home, according to Fox Bet Sportsbook. I don't know much about placing bets. I know a ton about gambling, but I think if you're the home team, you get three points. Yeah. So isn't it kind of a toss-up? If it, yeah, it's a, it's an even game. Even game. They have home field advantage. Even game. Then Dave, I'm coming to you, big dog. If it's an even game, do you expect Cooper Rush to keep things going for these Cowboys? I expect the Cowboys to win the game. <laughs> That's what I expect. I and, and this here's, guy's funny, man. Here's what's here's what's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. The Cowboys are gonna win the game because the Commanders have allowed 14 sacks in the last two weeks. Ooh. They still have Micah Talk about Parsons. It. That's the only reason. And Cooper Rush is there going. There you go. Oh, there you go. See, give my no, man his see, love. This is what's. This is what. That's this right. is what we're dealing with here. That's this right. is what's going to happen. It's rush hour. Cooper Rush is going to throw for joy. He threw for two twelve on Monday night. Yeah, I know. And we're going to be here on Monday talking about how he balled. He's going to throw for one ninety eight uh, and two touchdowns. Do it again. Like one of those going to be go for inside him, of five yards. They're going to win the game. <laughs> it's not going to be because of Cooper oh, Rush and God. and. I hate that I'm like against Cooper Rush now because I'm not. So I hate it. saying the Cowboys have found a nice formula for winning. I think they will do it again. It's not going to be because Cooper Rush Talk is to me, a Joy. Baller. Talk to me. You know what I think? I figured it out, Dave. Okay, I'm ready. Help me make sense of this. Because it's Shady's Eagles guy. I think he's really rooting for this. So that Cooper Rush is playing when the Eagles play the Cowboys. No, oh, I don't. I don't want that though. <laughs> That's what I don't want. You don't. Please want? put Dak in the game. Yes, oh, please God. put Dak back. Please. Uh, so, so I think he, I think he's pulling some reverse psychology. Yeah, That's yeah, what's yeah, happening. yeah. That's a good uh, point. No, That's and look, are. Cooper Rush has looked great as a backup quarterback. The the biggest thing that you don't want to do as a backup quarterback is give the other team opportunities. You want to minimize mistakes. You want to do. You want to run the game plan. That's why we fall in love with backup quarterbacks because they're not pushing. They're not trying these extra things. They don't feel confident enough to do it, so they're following the script, and it's and it works until you get tape on them, and then it doesn't work anymore, and that's why they're a backup quarterback. Now, I'm not saying that Cooper Rush isn't having a good run and that he – I actually think they're going to win this game. I think Mm -hmm. they're going to win this game as well. And it's, again, not because of Cooper Rush, because Cooper Rush has not won the game for the Cowboys yet, so Mm. we have not seen that. It's because the Commanders are not a good team, and Carson Wentz is not a good quarterback, and the Dallas Cowboys defense is unbelievable, and they've found their running game again. Sure have. So this is a recipe for Washington to lose on the road. Let me say this, Shady, and I'm going to come back into you for a second, but I'm going to show you something that you're going to like, so you ain't even got to speak. Like or love? You're going to love it. Okay. Um, The Cowboys running game has been balling. Dave said that, Joy said that, and Joy's exactly right. But there's a game within a game. Cooper Rush literally accounted for 15% of the Cowboys rushing yards last week, and Zeke's longest run since 2020. Now, you might ask, how the hell did Cooper Rush do that? He didn't rush for no yards. Okay. Kellen Moore said that he installed a check. Get on up there, brother. Get on up there, brother. And Kellen Moore said, based upon what he saw the Giants do, Cooper Rush, if you ever see this picture, I need you to call this check. Let's look at the play. I just want to teach a couple things. Cooper Rush is checking. It's third and 12. He sees all of these Giants stacked up close to the line of scrimmage. So Cooper Rush is checking. But what does Cooper Rush see? 
he sees this linebacker looking out, these two guys that are covering receivers looking in. You can't cover a receiver if you're looking at the ball. That's right. So they must be blitzing. Cooper Rush, are you right? He is. The linebacker looking inside, popping outside. The two DBs guarding receivers are blitzing. Zeke's 27-yard run, his longest run since 2020, wasn't the result of Cooper Rush. His third longest run wasn't the result of Zeke. It was the result of Cooper Rush being brilliant in the moment. What I love most, Noah Brown, he's like, yes, Cooper Rush, you did it. So as I head back to the door, baby. Um, you, you, well, you can't be serious, right? Well, that, no, that, no, no, that, that matters in football. Well, not that even, matters. Not even like, I don't honestly step, stop down to dispute you. I'm more than serious because in practice, you rehearse that. That's right. In practice, it's like, all right, Cooper, if the Giants show you this look on third and 12, I need you to make that check. But y'all got to realize, to carry that over from practice into the game and actually see it and make the check so that Zeke doesn't even get touched, you could have literally made that run. Not even being facetious, I, you could have made that run. I, I hear you. There was nobody to I touch mean, him for the first like 10 yards. He, he didn't get yeah. touched for 10 he yards. He also had excellent blocking on that block. Wonderful. But, okay, hold, but here's the thing. Okay. No, no, no. Here's the thing. Like, hold on, hold no, on. Real quick. Yeah. I don't often dispute, like, opinions. That's cool. The reason that worked, was because of what the look that the Giants were in and the look that the Cowboys had to check off of based upon the look that the Giants were in that Cooper intentionally made. It so is a wonderful job by Cooper Rush and a good job by Kellen Moore as well to be ready for that situation. You're not trying to tell me that the Giants would have zero blitz Dak Prescott on a third and 12 like that. They would have given up a touchdown. Okay. Like that, that right. is a defense that a backup quarterback gets in third and long. Oh. That's why I'm not that impressed. And, and, and he's right. Don't be impressed by that. But I will tell you this. Okay. If I'm in the backfield and I'm in the huddle with, with a backup, like these guys say, right, there's only what started three games, and he does that, that's, that's, a, that's major for football. The reason why is because most backups won't do that. they frozen in a moment. They blitz in, it's all out blitz. They're nervous. That's that's the point I think that, people are missing. That, that right? was beautiful. That was beautiful. So let me get in. Let me, oh, let me get in my Cooper Rush bag for a yeah, second. Yeah, I mean, because it's shady waiting. time. Because I love waiting. me some Cooper Rush. It's shady time. Real quick. <laughs> we watched the game last night, right? Yes, sir. If Cooper Rush plays for Miami, do they win? I want you everybody to say it together. Take your time. Yes. Yeah. They win that game, right? A backup. The worst thing they do, they turn the ball over. He hasn't had one turnover since he's been a starting quarterback. That matters as a backup. When I watch Cooper, when I watch Cooper play, I love his game. I love his energy. He doesn't, he's on the, he doesn't come off as a guy that's inexperienced. Looks like he's been there. And the, and the reason why is a small example is like that. Making checks, making the right passes, third downs, delivering. I, we, Don't hate on this dude. Not even hate. Not even hate. But they ain't gonna win. I will say. I will say. No, 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 no. It's got to say they gonna win a game because uh, uh, went sucks. I'm not saying that. I'm saying <laughs> they gonna win because Cooper Rush makes them a better offense. Gonna win because Carson Wentz is gonna get sacked. Well, five I will times. say though, Dave, I, for the first time in I the two weeks, I do think you did underestimate like. That's no small feat. It, it is a third, very, a third okay. and fifteen check is nothing. Like, like you told me, a third like, and fifteen check like that with a backup is nothing. That like sounds that's, crazy. That's just that is no small feat. It is very impressive. And if I sound like I'm demeaning Cooper Rush, <laughs> it's because I get frustrated by y'all. That's yeah, it. it's very that's impressive. What I do. The guy's been in the league since 2017. He's been in the same offense for the vast majority of that time. 
He's done a wonderful job. It's very impressive that he has the wherewithal to do those sorts of things. You and I both know he making money. that defenses would be playing the Cowboys differently, differently. if Dak Prescott was Absolutely. in the lineup. That I do not That's at all, all I'm saying. disagree with. Well, Cooper Rush, he's trying to keep his streak Cooper alive, Rush. going 3-0. and But next up, we're going streaking. I promise we'll keep our clothes on. Um, Aaron Rodgers, can he stay dominant <laughs> at home in the AFC? Shady's doing a dance. Y'all don't want to see it. Can the Jags win three games in a row for the first time since 2017? Take it easy. How about Justin Fields? Can he pass for more than 10 completions? Okay, we'll talk about that next. We go on streaking. Shady, put your shirt back on, dude. Welcome back, y'all. It's Friday, so we're going streaking. Not like that. Calm down. Oh, Let bad, me give bad, it some bad. more context. Uh, you know, I've been working out. Take this. Oh, you're oh, still bad. two pause, weeks of pause. workouts away. Okay, okay. okay we all have goals. You're still two weeks away. <laughs> my bad, my bad. Okay, look, here's the context, y'all. There are several NFL streaks going on in the league right now. We're going to take a look, a look at a few of them and see, will the streak stay alive? That's really the context of going streaking, starting with one of the best quarterbacks in the game, Aaron Rodgers. Do you realize he's won 10 straight games against AFC opponents? His Packers, they host the Patriots on Sunday. Shady, will Aaron Rodgers go streaking and win again? He's going against Belichick. Yes, sir. The best uh, coach of all time. Make saying. it 11 wins. 11 wins. Make it 11 wins. I Easy. hear you, big dog. Joy is Rogers going streaking. He is going streaking. Absolutely. Mac Jones is out, so Brian Hoyer's getting the start. Oh. Yeah, he's getting this one. Going streaking, Dave. Through the quad to the gymnasium. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, they don't even have Mac Jones. They've looked bad. Yeah, he's going streaking. Okay, moving to another quarterback. How about Justin Herbert? You realize he's passed for 300 yards in six straight road games. His Chargers, they in H-Town this Sunday. Shady, 300 yards for Herbert against Houston. Is he going to keep it up and go streaking? Justin Fields played Houston, and they barely won with, what, 100 yards? Mm -hmm. Yes, he's going streaking. Herbert going streaking. Come on, Herbert. Herbert. I, I'm going to say he is, but Houston is only allowing 207 passing yards per game. True. So it's still going to be a feat. So it's not I like a bear streak. I mean, like you might have some tidy whities on. Your boy gave him 80 yards passing. That don't that's count. So, yeah. That's that don't count around in your underwear. That's not true. bears. And not, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no. No. I, I hate I'm I'm a Herbert guy, but. I felt good about this until I heard Keenan Allen wasn't going to play. Yeah. yeah. Lovey Smith is a good coach. The That's defense real. hasn't been bad. No, he's, it, ain't, it ain't happening for him. I her. like that. I'm with happen. you on this one, Dave. Okay, let's move to the Jags. I don't know how to properly pronounce Jaguar. War, Jaguar. I can't do it. So let's move to the Jags. <laughs> they have not won three games straight since 2017. Woo. Shady was still in the league playing for the Bills then. Get they the ain't won three games since 2017. They're on the road against the undefeated Eagles. They've won two straight. Will they make it three at, at Philly? They're going to be sure. No, they will not. Not at Philadelphia. Put they won't streak back. Put your clothes back on, on South Street. Fly, it was fly, baby. Joy, they going streaking. I also can't say Jaguars. Is it Jaguars or Jaguars? You're getting tweeted at either way. I They're say, correcting you. Either. I always just say Jags or Jacksonville to avoid it. No, Jaguars, uh, Jaguars. no the the Jacksonville Jags are keeping their shirts on. The yeah. Eagles are going to win this. They're not going streaking. That's right. I didn't mean for this to happen, but I'm a okay being the Jags guy on national TV. Ooh. Like I'm at, like Dougie P. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is playing great. There's so many studs on this defense. Yeah, yeah, I'm rocking with these guys. They're putting a streak together, They're people. going streaking. Go Next up, Tom Brady. I'm not sure if he actually is still physically capable of going streaking. He is like 45. I don't know how fast he would move. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Tom Brady's only had one passing touchdown in every game this season. The Bucks got the Chiefs Sunday night. 
Will Brady, Shady, throw one touchdown and go streaking? He's going for two touchdowns. So, so Tom Brady, seven times. Look, get your avocado shots, and it's time to go streaking, <laughs> baby. But you said he's throwing for two. That's not going streaking. But he, if he throws for one, that's going streaking. Oh, yeah. If he throws for oh, two, yeah, yeah, my, he ain't streaking. Oh, he ain't streaking then. Put your clothes back on, brother. Stop that. <laughs> My fault. Joy, is Tom Brady throwing for one pass and touchdown and going streaking? I agree with Shady, but he's not going streaking. Yeah. I also think he will have two touchdown passes, and I very much want to try the avocado shot. It yeah. puts you down, even, even, I do first. <laughs> I do not. I No, I'm, I'm good with just beer. That's fine. But, no, I, he's going to throw two touchdowns. Like, even with the struggles that they've had, the Bucks are going to get it together. Like, they're going to score 20-something points in this game, if I had to guess. So, no. Shady, make sure Joy gets an avocado shot tonight. Yeah. You and see, I need to see, you see how Tom was walking after the championship game. You sure? Yeah. Avocado. The avocado. No, I, I'm assuming he didn't uh, have one. I got one for you now. All right. <laughs> All right. I'm waiting for it. All right. We got to get to Justin Fields, LaShawn McCoy's oh, favorite oh, player oh, in the oh, NFL right now. Oh. Y'all yo do know he's only thrown for eight completions or fewer in all three games this season. Eight week one, seven week two, eight week three. He has the Giants on sh Sunday. Shady will field go streaking and throw for eight or fewer completions. Eight, ah, that's a lot for him. Six, a lot for him. Five, Jesus Christ. Yeah, you're probably right. He's not gonna go for that. He's not gonna go throw for eight. So he's going streaking? He's going streaking, come on, man. Come on. <laughs> I'm trying to be nice. He's going streak. You are? He's, he's going streak. Because I can say more. I'm not going to say about the 70 yards or the five completions. I won't get you into that. You just said it. You literally just and, said it. In a nice way. He's going streak. They're playing the Giants. He's not going to go streaking. He's going to throw for more than eight. Oh, nine. <laughs> oh, Keep, so, and oh, I like Justin. You Keep do. your clothes on, Justin. Like, how hard is it to scheme up? All I'm asking for is, like, 13 of 19. Like, give me a Cooper Rush day. Like, we can what? do that. I just, Cooper uh, Rush had 21. Hey, I know. Hey, don't you, don't you, he was 21 of 30. Don't, hey, don't, don't you ever in your life compare them to. And matter of <laughs> fact, who's better? Say it right now on TV. Cooper Rush is way better than Justin Fields. I like Fields. you, Justin Fields, though. I like you. You, you know, your agent, my guy. Y'all can give me tickets to the game. He does. Yeah, you know the saying? ceiling, the higher ceiling. ceiling but who's higher. better right now? It's Cooper Rush. And Justin Fields has better hair. That counts. And they have the same record as well. They do. That counts, too. And having good hair, it counts for something. Coming up, a lot of action this weekend. I'm going to go through all 15 games left on the schedule in my 100-second sprint. I only got 100 seconds to do it. Somebody get me my inhaler. We'll see you shortly. to speak. Welcome back, family. It's my favorite time of the week. Now, we already saw the Bengals got week four started off, but now we got to look at the other 15 games. I got 100 seconds. Put 100 seconds on the clock. I'm going through each and every one of them. It's time for the 100-second sprint. Runners, take your marks. Get set. Let's roll. Okay, you got the Vikings and you got the Saints. It's taking place in London. I'm excited. I won't be there. Somebody eating English breakfast for me. I got the Vikings. How about the Browns and the Falcons? Browns, Jacoby Brissett, let the good times roll. Browns win. Keeping it pushing. Cowboys and the Commanders. Shady, who's the quarterback for the Cowboys? Cooper Rush. It's rush hour. Give me the Cowboys. Two v one. Lions and the <laughs> Seattle Seahawks. Y'all know what time it is. Quandre Diggs, go get your revenge. Seahawks win. Moving it on. Titans, Colts. Colts, huge upset last week. You're going to get upset this week. Titans win. Bears, Giants. Shout out to the fighting Justin Fields. Well, the fighting Justin Fields will not get it done. Giants win. Eagles, Jags. 
Y'all know what time it is. Fly, baby, fly. Eagles win. Steelers, Jets. Ooh, this one's good. But the Steelers and Mr. Trubisky going to get back on track. Okay, Bills-Ravens may be my favorite game of the weekend, but Lamar Jackson is playing the best ball of the weekend. Ravens win. Chargers-Texans, Justin Herbert. What's up, baby? Show up. Chargers win. Kyler Murray, Carolina Panthers. Kyler Baker both went to OU. Kyler's going to get it done. How about Aaron Rodgers and Mitch, Matt Jones, who is out? Aaron Rodgers, take care of business. Packers win. I'm getting tired. Broncos, Raiders, Russell, get the job done immediately. Sorry, Derek Carr, Devontae Adams, your struggles continue. In my mind, at least. Russell Wilson, you win. Chiefs, Bucks, rematch of the Super Bowl. Shout out to the Bucks. They will get it done again. And lastly, the Rams and the Niners. What a game, what a game. Jimmy G, I've been riding for you. Ride for me. Niners win. Oh, God. I don't know why I had to Yeah, like that. Woo. You know what I'm saying? Did you rap coming up? I do. I got bars. Okay. I do. <laughs> the problem is, I was always had to sober rap, so it don't hit the same. I don't cuss. So I'm, my, my, my bars are like nerd bars. So you don't you know have what I'm bars. No, I got bars. I just don't. I'm not explicit. Okay. You don't got to be explicit to rap. Eminem Everybody's not Eminem. Eminem had a line about that. Goodness think. gracious. <laughs> Anyways, let's talk about one of the big matchups this weekend. Bills, Ravens, I already told y'all, is my favorite matchup. Uh, Dave, I'm going to come to you first. We know Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, they're two of the best in the league, two of the best in football. I don't really care about the statistics. Dave Hellman, talk to me about this matchup. Who do you think has more to prove on Sunday? Yeah, let's start with the boring guy, because, look, I know you want some juicy sound Well, you question my freestyle ability, so now I want some fire from you, sir. What, my, my, my fire take is, what does either of these guys have to prove? Like, I'm like, oh, Lamar Jackson needs to prove that he's any better than we've seen from a guy who's off to a winning start yet again and has already won an MVP. If Josh Allen loses this game, y'all were the ones that spent – a week trying to convince me and Joy he's better than Mahomes. So if he loses this game, is, is he all of a sudden not the top dog? Is he not top three in the league? No. Both of these guys are great. They just need to win. The loser of this game is two and two and loses a tiebreaker in the AFC, which, as we keep saying and will keep saying, is loaded. Like, all I can think about when these games come up on the schedule is – in December, one of these teams is going to be like, oh, my God, yeah. I can't believe we missed that field goal. Like, we would we would be in the one seed or we would be in the two seed if we had won this game. That's why this is important. They don't need to prove anything to me. One of them just – I mean, they both need the win. Only one of them can have Do I talk to me? Well, I think at this point, they'll probably take over the mantle as the best team in the AFC. Obviously, last night was unfortunate – for reasons we know, Tua getting knocked out. So we didn't really get to evaluate how the Dolphins really looked against the Bengals because of when he went out in the game. But the Dolphins can be argued are not at the top of the AFC now, and we assume Tua is going to be out for a few weeks, so things could go a little awry for the Dolphins. <clears throat> this opens things up for the Bills and the Ravens, and whoever wins this game is probably going to be at the top of the AFC. This game could also, outside of implications for standings at the end of the year, have a role to play in an MVP conversation, which mm -hmm. we think Lamar is at the top of now, but I picked – Josh Allen to win the MVP this year. We'll see how the rest of the season goes. But this could be a game you look back on when you're split on how these two look at the end of the season. Like, well, they did have a head-to-head -head matchup, and this is how it went. So this, is, this game has a lot of implications. Shady, I know you're not about the future. You're about the here and now with this game. What do they have to prove? I'm going to go in a different way, in a di in different direction than these two, right? I'm going to go with more just not even prove, but bragging rights. These guys are both drafted in the first round in the same year, same draft class. Every time you talk about quarterbacks, right, you always compare them with somebody. Tom Brady or is it Peyton Manning, right? You always do that. 
Aaron Rodgers or, 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 or Tom Brady? Who has the, the, the bigger win? Who has a better winning percentage against each other? So this right here is more bragging rights. Like, okay, Lamar, I'm 2-0 against you, right? Lamar, I'm 3-0 against you. Or Lamar, I might get a win. So I think it's more of like a, a bragging rights of, of who's beating who and keeping that number because these guys are still young. They'll be playing for years and years to come. For me, I'm almost thinking, like, Lamar, you want that big bag. Josh Allen's gotten that big bag. We question whether you can win a Super Bowl with Lamar's style of play. But nobody questions whether you can win a Super Bowl with Josh Allen's style of play. So if Lamar does man up against Josh Allen and get that dub, I think Lamar got to be like, how y'all going to pay this man? Because he can win better than me, but I just beat the man who's a better winner. Dave, you're giving me an interesting look. Thought. Oh, no, no. I, honestly, like, I completely agree with you. I just... I love matchups like this. And, Shady, that's that's an amazing point, just that they're like these guys are going to play each other so many more times. Mm -hmm. You yeah. assume they're both going to finish on top of their division, which means they play. That's why, that's why Manning and Brady played so much. They won their divisions love every over single and over year. Yeah. So I love the idea of these guys doing this 12 times. Whatever happens isn't going to change my opinion of where they stand, though. I guess that's my point. Well, speaking of this game, Terry Bradshaw, he escaped last week barely with his million dollars. But... Escape. The nation has another chance to win a million of his money this week playing Fox Bet Super 6. It is time to make our picks for one of the six matchups. It's the Bills. It's the Ravens. We just talked about the game. You just have to download the app now and play along with us. Y'all saw my pick earlier. Dave, get us started. Who wins? How much? I really hope it's as fun as it looks like it could be. I've got Buffalo 35-31. Like, that's what I want. Like, this has the potential to be the best game of the weekend. I hope it is. I have the Ravens by one. I think it's a shootout also. Ooh, I like, I like, I like. Great game. I'm going Bills by three. So it's close, close. Close game. Yeah. Close. If it's not Josh close, Allen, I'll, be, uh, I'll be bummed. Lamar I Jackson? Cannot wait. Well, Fox Bet Super 6 has given away over $6.5 million to over 80,000 winners. You could be next. There are winners every week. Down, Put your hand down, Shady. Download the <laughs> free-to-play app. Enter your picks into NFL Sunday Challenge Contest for your chance to be like LaShawn McCoy and be a millionaire. More speech after this. Save my...